0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you if you would remain standing. Let me read just a few verses of Scripture. I'll be reading from the book of Numbers, chapter 21, and verse 1. Numbers 21 and verse 1. And when King Arad the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by the way of the spies, then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, if thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Hormah. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. That's a whole message by itself right there. I'm not going to preach it. But a good preacher could. Some people are discouraged because of the way, the way that we walk, the way the things that we deal with. And the people spake against God and against Moses. (laughs) Against God and against Moses. He's delivered them from Egypt. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. You know what this light bread was? It was manna from heaven. We're sick of manna from heaven, and we're just all just going to die, and everything's bad. We might as well just eat worms and die. We are a pitiful people. So easily from great victory to just (laughs) discourage The Lord must look at us like children sometimes. If your children ever, they ask you, can they go home with Aunt so-and-so on Sunday? Well, no, you can't. "Ah, I don't ever get to go anywhere. I'll never have any fun. Or my all-time favorite, but everybody's doing it. I don't think everybody's doing anything. Sometimes we act like children, and we're not grateful. Lord, bless your word. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. You may be seated. I've already mentioned Brother Tom Manasco was in the hospital. If you continue to pray for him, Sister Grant will be home Tuesday. The reason for this gigantic Band-Aid is uh had something coming up on my face. The doctor, I said, what is it? He said, it's old age. You're just going to have stuff come up. Evidently, it's Indian. It's going to come out, so I don't know. It may grow horns next. I don't know. But they did burn a bunch of precancerous cells off my face. Yes, it stung like fire, and it bubbled like he said it would. Now they're flaking off, so I'm bubbling and burning and flaking and getting older. But it's going to be okay. The people spake against, against God and against Moses. We hate this manna. Verse 6 says, And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he taketh away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now, this serpent on the pole is not where the physician's staff came from. That would be cool if it was, but but it's not. It came from Greek mythology. But the children of Israel, because of their, their bitterness and their whining and their pouting, and being angry at God. Have you ever gotten yourself into a situation and heard yourself say, Why did the Lord let this happen to me? Why did he let my eyebrows get burnt off? Because you're playing with matches. Why did he let this? You did that. Brother Ewan said one time, if God brings you to the Red Sea, he'll part the waters. But if you bring yourself, you better look for a rowboat. A lot of times we create, we create our problems and then wants God to deliver us out of what we did and what we planned. But they were rebellious, complained. <clears throat> the Lord chastised them with these serpents. He bought a lot of them. And then, then he gave Moses He gave Moses the solution, the serpent of brass. All you have to do is look at it. Just all you have to look at it. And you, which I find, this, I find this interesting. It says that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh on it, shall live. Is there some of them that wouldn't look? Well, who knows? They're probably lunatic just like people are right now. There are people right now, educated people, rich people, who think the earth is flat. (laughs) Yeah, it's flat. Flat earth theory. I don't even go down that. That makes my head hurt. That makes my head hurt as much as the declaration that there are a hundred genders. I don't know but two, either male or female. You might might be both. I hope not. It might be, or maybe two and a half. But I don't believe there's a hundred. And if there are, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember all of them. And, and furthermore, I'm not going to try to learn. I want to take you all the way now to Second Kings, chapter eighteen, and verse one. Now, the first setting that I gave you, the children of Israel are in the land of Canaan. And the Canaanites were still alive and still very vicious. And the Lord's leading them. This is many, 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 many years later. We're in the book of Second Kings, chapter 18. I really enjoyed this because I told Sister Grant about this last night. And she may not think I'm funny, but she thought this was good. And she is a Bible scholar. She said, Well, I never have noticed that. I said, Well, Hallelujah. I was glad I did. And I didn't notice it until last week. Years later, everybody say years. Say a lot of years. Bunch of years. Many, many years. 2 Kings 18 and 1. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, king of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign. And he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Abby, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. Number four tells us what he did. He removed the high places. He broke the images. He cut down the groves. All of these were indicative of pagan worship, false idols, false gods. Then look what he did. And he broke in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For the healing of Israel, for unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Nehushtan. They had taken the good thing that God had given them and made an idol out of it and started worshiping it. Dr. Matthew Henry, a great and notable scholar. He gives this little insight and he said, you know, those of us in the church, just like Israel, they, they, they wouldn't have dared maybe to, walk, to worship false gods, but if they could find something that was okay, kind of like gospel whiskey, We might not drink whiskey, but some of our churches use real wine. We, say, well, we don't mind drinking the wine. i tell you what. Or anything that we think. And, and they wouldn't worship images barred from the heathen, but they were drawn into temptation by the brazen serpent because that was made to order by God himself and had been an instrument of good. But Hezekiah not only forbade them to worship it, he called it Nehushtan, which means it's nothing but a piece of brass. That's all it is. The church is not this pulpit and the pews and the carpet. You're the church. The church is the people of God. We could be having church in a tent. I've had church in a tent. I've had churches in brush arbor. It ain't as great as you think it is. There's no air conditioning, and there's a whole lot of June bugs. There's nothing like praising the Lord and getting a June bug right down the pipe. People around you think you're overcome with a fit of Jesus, and you're just trying to spit a bug out. We used to go to youth camp, had sawdust on the floors, No air conditioning many years ago. Those saints get to shouting and jumping and, and sweating, and that sawdust would go up in the air and stick to you because you were sweaty I like having church and air conditioning oh but we need to do it the way the old timers did the old timers didn't have a choice they'd choose air conditioning too we had youth camp in Philadelphia and we'd get hot and sweaty and take a shower and the water had, had sand in it help you scrub up real good This is linked to the worship of, of Asherah, a foreign, foreign false god. But the writer says that he broke it to pieces, and Bishop Patrick says he ground it to powder, scattered it in the air so that no fragment of it might remain. Deuteronomy 34 and 4. The Lord is speaking to Moses, and the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. So Moses, a servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he, and verse 6 says, And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, Over against Beth Peor, but no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. Why would the Lord give Moses a secret burial? Let me tell you something. If they would worship a snake on a stick, they'd have built a temple right there to Moses. And Moses was 120 years old when he died, and his eye was not dim, nor his natural force. Abated, And the children of Israel wept for Moses and the plains of Moab 30 days. It is not the will of God for us to make any man an idol. There's only one man that's to ever be worshipped, and that is the man Christ Jesus. Not Trump, not Obama. It ain't nothing. It's not. It ain't, it's not. Just Jesus Christ. The rest of us are full of failure and we're full, full of mistakes and we're flawed. Every now and then I'll get a little packet in the mail from some people who call themselves the Brennanites. You ever heard of the Brennanites? Anybody here old enough don't? Bless you, sister. We're, we're two smart senior citizens. William Brandon was a famous preacher, powerful preacher, but he became so consumed with his rightness till he got off, he got off somewhere that he wouldn't be contaminated in his congregation because they were right and everybody else was wrong. Listen to me, children. Listen to me. When you started thinking you're right and everybody else is wrong, I just want to ask you something. Everybody? Everybody. Ain't, no, ain't nobody. Because this, this is given in the Old Testament. The children of Israel cried to one prophet, cried to the Lord, said, I'm the only one that loves God. And the Lord spoke to him and said, I've got six, seven, eight thousand 8,000 right over here that have never bowed a knee to Baal. You don't know what you're talking about. When you get to go, yeah, I'm the only one. No, you're mistaken. People love religious jokes. I heard this a long time ago that when... Large group of folks got to heaven. the 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 touring angel. I guess there's a touring angel who gives you the tour. Was giving them the tour, and and one of the guys said, "Wait a minute, who's that over there?" Way off back in the corner of heaven was a group of people. The angel said, "Oh, God," I said, "That's the Church of Christ. They think they're the only ones here." Or you could say a whole lot of others. You say, Jesus, name happens to oh, shit, I don't think we're going to be here. You think thing we're going to I'm pretty sure that we don't have all that's figured out. I know what the plan of salvation is, and I know what I believe, and I know what I believe it's going to take. But what I don't know is who's in heaven because I haven't ever been there. I've been close. I've been close because I've been married to an angel for 44 years. Three, four years. So I've been, I've been close to heaven. I tell you, my wife is an angel. Eddie, i see you've heard me say this. Sister Grant's the finest Christian I've ever met. The finest Christian I've ever met. I found myself many times embroiled in, in and squealing like a big old pig over somebody twisting my tail or somebody. Or just, I'm like, I tell you what I'm <laughs> ah! She's looking at me. And she's doing just like this. I'm praying for you. I want you to pray for me. I want what I want. I want to get even. But she, she's a Christian. But I've never been to heaven. And she, well, I, I know who's there. You, you do? And exactly how do you know this? So we don't have all the answers. But I don't have to. All I have to do is preach what this book teaches. The plan, New Testament plan of salvation. Repent of your sins. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all that I know. You say, well, what about, I don't know about the rest of them. This book talks about a lot of people that are in heaven. I don't know who they are. It talks about guests. It talks about servants. It talks about a lot of folk. I don't know who they are. I just know what's right for me, and I know what's right for this church, and I know what this book teaches. But I don't know much of anything else. What are we having to eat in heaven? I have no idea. I'm hoping to have a better body than the one I have now. That things don't just erupt. Where you have to run the doctor. Dear God, what's this on my face? He said, well, you're getting old. Oh, well, thanks a lot. Can I expect more of this? He said, yes, sir, you, you can. So, But the Brandonites, <laughs> you know how they have church. Here's how they have church: they still play his tapes, little cassette tapes, and then they listen to Brother Brandon. Oh, listen! Ooh. Well, I've got a few tapes I listen to. I like to listen. To, I like to listen to historical things. I've got tapes I listen to. A Guy named Mark Canby. Have you ever heard of Mark Canby? There's a few of us. Mark Canby can preach the house down. He can preach the house down, and he is as corrupt in his soul as the devil himself if he hasn't repented, and if he has that's between him and the Lord. Amazing, amazing preacher, an amazing gift. I like to listen to that. I couldn't let him preach for us because I'm pretty sure he probably got cirrhosis of the liver by now from drinking. I don't know how many times he's been married. You say, well, people don't care about that. I I care about it. I can't care about it. Well, we don't care about it, and you're nuts. Start caring about it. You can't, you can't be in honky-tonk on Saturday night and preach on Sunday. You said, well, I know it's n- n- not here. I told Corey, I said, if I had known that that guy was cussing me out when I told, you, told the Sunday school class, if I had known he was screaming and cussing at me, I would have walked over there and said, hi, don't I know you? Aren't you a deacon at the First Baptist? Or First Methodist, because about all there is in Trinity. I wonder what he would have said. Or I want to say, you know, I'm really sorry, because I'm Pastor Grant from Baytown, and I, I'm sorry I blocked your driveway in, in the road. I, I didn't know you owned that road. But you know what? I'm going to move my truck, because I wish you own the road there. Now, you have a nice day, brother. May the Lord bless you. they still think the gospel is wrapped up in William Brannan. I heard a radio preacher say one night, uh, riding somewhere, didn't have much to do. You didn't have all the choices you have now, and I picked up an old station, and the preacher said, if you haven't heard the gospel from my mouth, you hadn't heard the gospel. Well, I, don't, I don't know about that now. What about before you born? Nobody would say, what about after you die? Which is the same guy you say, you can't lose with the stuff I use. Yeah. the gospel is not wrapped up in any man except Christ Jesus the Lord. You cannot follow the flesh. You cannot worship the flesh. All I have to say to the Brandonites, hey, the dude preached some good stuff. He had some good ideas before he went crazy. Let's move on. We can't take the good things that God gives us and start worshiping and start and start acting like we had something to do with it. You say, Well, Brother Graham, people would know the- oh it's it's happened many times. Let me read a couple articles to you. Just a few years just a few years ago in the nineties. There was a movement called the Toronto Blessing Movement, and it was a large charismatic movement. It went on for years and years and years. Then there was the Brownsville Miracle, and then there was this and there was that. But there were two or three things that they were known for. One was the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. We call it speaking in other tongues. Well, they even went on. They were getting laughing blessings. I've seen people get laughing blessings. I have. They're just hilarious. I laugh at them. They laugh, and it lasted. I've seen it last an hour. Take them home laughing. I see them fall out of the spirit, taking them home, talking in tongues, praising God, couldn't stop. They don't even know who they are, drunk on the spirit. But let me tell you something. If you come to church 14 months in a row and you're laughing every service, you need to sober up. Or we need to take you to the hospital in one of those trucks and all wrapped up because you know you're ready for the loony bin. Another thing they're doing is barking like dogs. There's nothing in the scripture that Jesus is going to make you bark like a dog. I've barked a few times when I've been startled. But the other thing was this. They were claiming that God was filling their teeth with gold fillings. You say, well, Brother Grant, don't you think that could happen? I think God can do Anything. Anything. I say, Tiffany, I am funny sometimes. See, there's Sister Grant. She don't know what she's talking about. She sits by Tina, Tina, don't think I'm funny either, but you do. So here you go. Why would the Lord fill your teeth with gold? Why wouldn't he give you enamel? Look here. That enamel's pretty good. Mine's lasted 68 years. I got receiving gums, and I got fillings, and I get toothache every now and then. They're getting kind of flat. I probably need a new set of choppers. Me, me and Joe Biden. So, Joe needs somebody to glue his down for him. But they claim this. It went on and on and on. It went on It went on for years and years. People reporting that their silver linings were being replaced with gold. Some people were getting gold caps. Oh, it was just now, of course, most of this was debunked and None of it was proven. But then it got to where one lady, she was so spiritual, she's praying and gold dust is falling out of the air. I've been trying to catch some of it. And somebody did catch some of it, and they had it tested. It turned out it was little plastic flakes. You said, well, you think everything happens is fake? No, no, no. I've seen God do the miraculous. Well, I'm pretty sure if he was going to, if he was going to, Give you a new arm. he just give you, it'd look kind of like the one you were born with. You know, only bigger. You know what I mean. But it wouldn't be made out of chrome. Or made out of diamonds. And they justified it with this scripture. <laughs> so if you go, it's, it's in the Bible. Like, hey, let like me preach. That's in the Bible. Really, where's it in the Bible? And here's the scripture they used. Psalms 81 and 10. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. You need a nap, if you think that's what that means. Open my and uh, fill it. Fill it. I'm It doesn't matter what kind of miracles that we see in the church. We're not to worship miracles. And we've seen. I've seen amazing healings here. I've seen healings. I couldn't believe. Some of them I didn't even find out for a week later. A lady told me one day, oh, my dad's back at work. God healed him. What? You think maybe you could have mentioned that or sent me an email? She did not think it's remarkable. God does amazing. He does amazing. He can do anything. He does amazing things. But we're not supposed to put down a marker and start worshiping miracles. The Lord said, a, "A wicked and perverse generation seeketh after a sign." When I was a boy growing up in Pearl, Mississippi, this was in the 1960s when this happened. <laughs> Crosses start appearing. Crosses started appearing in the windows of churches, and I mean, people went nuts. They were coming from everywhere. It was in the newspaper. Oh, it's a miracle. Oh, it's a miracle. People came from everywhere. And so I was a paper boy. About two weeks into the Miracle Crosses, I was delivering papers. I had three paper routes, and one of them was for Daylight. And I'm riding my little Honda motorcycle. I had a bicycle before that. And I'm pitching papers, I came around the corner there at Old Brandon Road, and I looked. I saw a, cross, a new cross, one hadn't been reported. It was a cross, and it was in the restroom window of a service station. I don't even know what a service station is, but that's, a, that's terrible right there because they used to have service stations. The young folks don't know this. You could pull in somebody, an attendant, a human would come out there and say, how much gas you need? They'd fill it up, they'd open the hood, they'd check your oil, they check everything, they'd bump the tires, they'd give you a smile, and they'd say, Have a nice day. Oh really? Yeah, it was a service station. I got looking at that window and I said, I don't think, you know, that don't ask the service. I don't know if that's Jesus doing that. You know what you know what the commonality was? They were both old-fashioned stained glass with little ripples and twists, and this cross was from a streetlight. The others were from the sun. All of them were from God, because he's the God of all creation, but none of them were miracles. Miracles. Which brings me to this. This past week, there was an article that a painting of the Virgin Mary was weeping. Now, this is not the first time this has been reported. You say, well, you don't believe it's ever happened? Well, wait a minute. We're not in that chapter. It ain't done by me. It ain't done by you. Well, what we're talking about is something that might be from God, and we all run around like a bunch of looney tunes. Or it might not be from God. Now I'm looking at a picture of, of of Mary, and I and I'm not aiming this at anybody other than. Don't don't pick out one particular group because every one of us are just as nutty as the rest of them. Well, I would do that. No, but you mighty proud of your Sunday school tennis pin because you hadn't missed in twenty years. We're that ain't, that ain't pretty right No, we've all got our own hangups. This particular painting of the Virgin Mary, she looks like Nicolas Cage to me. Here's the deal: none of us know what Mary looked like. None of us know what Jesus was like. Well, again, whoa, that ain't right. My mama's got paint in her house. And it's Jesus with all this disciples right there. And I just, I've been seeing him for years. That was an artist's depiction of Jesus. Number one, Jesus probably did not have long hair. <laughs> and he certainly didn't look like Da Vinci, who was the one that painted the Last Supper, who was a long-haired homosexual. Now, I don't know which gender he was. Well, maybe number 19, but that was his idea. We don't really know. And so, if this is a picture of the Virgin Mary, well, there are thousands of churches in America that have the Virgin Mary, and they all a lot, look different. Some of them are wooden statues, some are painted. And I'm not knocking your little painting of Jesus that your grandma had, and you still have it. That's fine. The idea is fine, though, but don't go thinking that's Jesus and go to worshiping that. Once I'm fond of the guardian angel, I love old, old. Little guardian angel pictures with little children across the bridge. Oh, those are so. I really like those. I have several of those. But I don't wake up every morning brushing my teeth and salute the angel. Hey, dude, you you and me today, okay? Wait, you know, but forget the kid. You take care. It's not real. Angels are real, but not that picture is not real. My angel probably looks just like me. <laughs> me and brother broke off. <laughs> look a lot alike dude and I'm hanging on to that somebody at the funeral he said I only had one person call me Brother Grant hey I'm alright with that he's a lot younger than me I'm going I'm going down that road right there I'll take that here's what they said it's common throughout the Orthodox Church to see a phenomenon like that but to have it personally was was seeing it personally was very overwhelming when these things happen I feel like a little kid when first going into a candy factory you're just in awe. Holy Trinity Church, eight, founded in 1897, second oldest Greek Orthodox congregation. Now, here's the other thing. But it struggled financially for some time. The church building was up for foreclosure last year before an anonymous dono- donation allowed its doors to stay. It's still $8 million in debt. And the congregation thought this might be the last service of the week. A bankruptcy judge approved the sale of the church building for $2.5 million. But some par- parishioners had hoped that Mary's tears were a sign that another miracle was about to happen. He says, he denies the tears were a hoax. My response is look, there's no water pipes hooked up to drip water, blah, blah, blah. There's no squirt gun. And he talks about different places. <laughs> One guy says this. He says, there's something she's trying to tell us. So we're just going to seal our lips and listen to what she has to say. I'm going to tell you something. You can listen to that picture all you want to a long time. He ain't going to tell you nothing. I, I'm not even trying to, I'm not trying to make fun. I'm not, here's what I'm saying. You owe $8 million and you don't have any money. And that picture's crying. You better be crying with her. What if it was really crying? Hurt A picture's tears don't mean anything. We're, you're not supposed to be praying in the mirror, Virgin Mary anyway. The Bible says that there's one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and it is Jesus Christ. Another common thing is a stigmata. Stigmata is when statues or pictures or people start bleeding out of their hands or out of their, they start bleeding. He's stick mine, look, I got the blood. Hey, the boo the boo I don't care. I bleed every time I scratch this thing on my face. Your blood is a miracle. Your blood is not the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the only blood that's efficacious. It's the only blood that will wash away sin. Anything that happens in this natural realm is not to be worshipped. Some peoples down through history have worshipped animals. They they worship false gods. Some people worship horned animals. I don't worship them. I shoot them. You don't love animals. I do, especially with barbecue sauce. Especially a barbecue sauce. But God can give us good, good things. And our human nature. Be careful with this right here. And I, I mentioned this about Brother Handy. I love to hear I love to hear the dude preach. My pastor was a preacher. Unparalleled every now and then. Most of the time? Not so much. I've seen him get so mixed up. He's preaching one Sunday morning. (laughs) I told Sister Grant, the angel, I said, I'm telling you, he's so deep, I don't even know where he is. I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't even know. He's jumping from one scripture to another like he was schizophrenic. And I thought, well, you know, this guy just, hey. In a minute, he stopped, closed his Bible, and started laughing. He said, friends, Romans, and countrymen, I don't even know what I'm talking about. The whole church is laughing outroariously. Uproariously, he said, "There ain't no gold in them there hills." And he said, "Let's talk about anacoka uh, anacoka was where he was born, and raised in Louisiana, a little town. And for ten minutes, he talked about Coca and the old cows that he used to raise and an old dog on the porch and a man rocking and and we all went, we all went home and loved him just as much because we didn't love him because he was a good preacher. Now I've seen him do stuff; <laughs> it's amazing." Me and a couple of young preachers, we should drive him around. <clears throat> Number one, we'd drive him around because we were scared to let him drive. <sighs> he drove, he'd drive down the road, 70 miles an hour, reading the newspaper. Run off the road. I saw one of the crowd. The crowd. He said, oh, I thought it'd be all right. He He'd turned the page. It'd be all right. The Lord ain't through with me. I said, well, what about me? Might be through with me. Drove him to a meeting. <clears throat> At a church and uh, church dedication. And he's supposed to preach in five or ten minutes. He's about to go to the pulpit. And he's looking looked at me and said, What would you preach tonight if you was me? And I had a flash of inspiration. I've had very few in my life. Number one, when I married the angel. But I had one more. And I said, Well, we're here in Philadelphia. Wasn't the Philadelphian church one of the good churches in the New Testament? It was. It couldn't have been over five minutes, and now we bring Brother Tommy Lencraft. He walked to the pulpit and preached for 45 minutes like Billy Sunday on the church at Philadelphia. And I thought I knew I was in the presence of a great man. But it doesn't matter how great somebody is, you can't worship men. And you better not. Oh man, they can preach. Oh man, they, you you better be careful. If your praise is going to a man instead of going to Jesus, the same thing with singers because we have we have our favorite boy. They say, "Oh, oh, they, oh, they brought the house down." All the praise goes to God. You're better. You're walking. A, you're walking a. You're walking a precarious path. No matter what's happened. If you try to take something that God's blessed you with or just any good thing and, and try to make it a gospel, don't, don't do that. I was talking to somebody here a few days ago, and they'd done something particularly sweet for the church. And I and they said I don't want you to tell the church. I said please, please let me let me brag on you. Let me let me let me do this. And they smiled and they said, "Sure." This from the preacher who won't even put his name on the sign. I just kind of hugged my head, <laughs> sweetheart. It's not important who the preacher is. It's not important. What's important is, what's your walk with Jesus Christ? And it's important that the preacher's preaching the truth. It's not important who he is. I got in trouble for saying this, but I still believe it. Preachers are a dime a dozen. Our Bible schools crank them out like sausages or hostess Twinkies. I must be getting hungry. I saw a hostess Twinkie Pack just as clear, and Sister Grant won't buy them for me. Damn, we ain't eating healthy food. Mm -hmm. Healthy food is making me break out. But a good saint of God, a good saint of God is something that is amazing to find. They're faithful to church. They're faithful to give. They love God. They share their heart with everybody That is an amazing, amazing thing. Let's stand together. I've asked the Lord before Lord, please don't ever let me get high and lifted up. Please keep me humble. And I think the Lord chuckled a little and said, okay, dude, I will do that. So he has put people in my life to keep me humble and circumstances to keep me humble. I just don't want to ever forget where I came from. I don't want to ever forget the mercies, the mercies of God and the good things of God. We say, has the Lord always done everything you wanted? Oh, Oh, no, no. I've walked sometimes and seeking the Lord and talking to the Lord. I don't even know if he's getting my emails. I just. Sister Schaefer was sitting here this morning in the first session. She called me yesterday, wanted my email address. Somebody had been trying to send me some emails and I hadn't been getting them. And she said, Well, what's what's your email address? Is it K Grant 6360 at Worldwide.net or, or it was something? And I said, no, it's AOL. That's why I haven't been getting it. Or you haven't been sending it to me. Me and the other two or three that still use AOL because it's free. I've seen times when I didn't know what he wanted. I just had to trust him. I just had to trust the Lord. And I've seen the Lord do the miraculous. I know what it is to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. I know what all that is, But none of that is more important than our relationship with Jesus himself. I want to invite you to come pray this morning, give you a a chance to talk to the Lord. And I don't know what all of this is about. But I know this, there's nothing more important than Jesus Christ in your life. Not a job, not a promotion. Nothing is more important than your relationship with Him. And don't make the mistake, don't make the mistake of a new truck is not, it's not more important than God. Don't do like my kin folk do in Louisiana. Don't give names to your vehicles, like they were your children, because they're going to wear out. They're going to get miles on them, and then they're going to be gone. Progressive years of kids growing up. Ken's first vehicle was a worn-out little Toyota truck that I had, and that thing looked like it'd been through the war four-cylinder. You'd go up a hill, it wouldn't even make 50 miles an hour. Brought it home one day, it had been wrecked. I said, what happened? He said, Dad, this mailbox just jumped out in the middle of the road. I said, really? He said, I, I think so. <laughs> I didn't know they would jump. Let's all come pray for a while. Do you need prayer, Brother Buddy? Some of you gather around, let's pray for Brother Castle this morning. Let's come talk to the Lord, if you wouldn't mind. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name if you need to be dismissed, but if you would come talk to the Lord a while, and let's rededicate to the Lord and ask the Lord to keep our hearts clear, keep our hearts clear that we don't let something come in that would get between us and the Lord because there's nothing, there's nothing more important, not anything good, not anything bad. There's nothing more important than our walk with Jesus Christ. Let's pray together for Brother Casto. God bless you brother and sister Moody will be with us next Sunday and hopefully sister Grant will be back and things will be somewhat a little bit more back to normal. God bless you. You're this best in Jesus name.